Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. We have a pretty big episode lined up today, but uh, before we get into it, let me just introduce everybody. Uh, Rigo on the call. What's up, man? What's up, fro- oh, what's up, Varo? How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> I'm sick. Don't mind me. <laughs> we got Flo on the call. Flo, what's up, man? What's going on, Rigo? I mean, Varo. <laughs> <laughs> He's also sick. Man, everybody's sick. And uh, this week we have a a big guest. We have El, uh, El Gran Stray Goat. What's up, everybody? What's up, Fern? How are you? Good, man. How are you? Good. For those of you that don't know, the Stray Goat's real name is Fern. That's true. Yes. That's my <laughs> yeah. government name. But but in the video, they call him Joker. So. You know. I don't think I that thought that. I thought this was a cholo safe space and <laughs> it's not because you because know. at first like when we were like pre podcasting I was like he really doesn't sound like a cholo and now it's like you know I could I could see a little bit I could I could I'm he could be a, he could be a little he could be a little cholo <laughs> <laughs> he probably calls his car his ramfla so. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, man, we appreciate it. appreciate it, man. Good having you on the call. Yeah, no problem. Uh, before we get into things, Rigo, you want to shout out our uh, person that gave us the beat for our new intro? Oh yeah, so uh, we have a new intro uh, beat. If you guys like, if you guys enjoy it, let us know. You know, uh, but it was actually one of my friends uh, who's a DJ producer, uh, Barber Extraordinaire. His name is uh, DJ Super Dave, and he created it. So shout out to him for creating it for us. Nice. Thanks, Super Dave. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to talk about the Chivas Necaxa game, preview the Monterrey game, and we have a lot of Twitter Twitter questions and comments that we have to get to. But first, I wanted to start it off with like a mini interview for Fern. You're up for it, Fern? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, just like typical, like, uh, how long have you been a, a Chivas fan? Since I exited the womb, bro. <laughs> now, are you from, are, like, is your family from Jalisco? My dad is from Jalisco. My mom's from Sinaloa. Oh, okay. So, your dad's a Chivas that's fan? Where the, yeah, that's where the light-skinned, like, Diego Cortez or Hernan Cortez looks, comes from. We, we welcome you here with open arms. Thank you. Flight <laughs> like the light skin coalition. <laughs> bro, bro, no. Problematic. <laughs> it's colorism in America right now. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> so, so, so you've been a US fan for a long time. Yeah. What do you think what do you think, what do you think would be your your greatest moment? I mean, obviously, I don't know how old you are, but you've seen a few championships, but which of the which of all of them would be your favorite? My biggest favorite moment, I would have to pick um, Diego Martinez's goal in Sao Paulo during the Libertadores. I forget what year it was, but that was that was cool. That was my favorite, and the Volca series was my favorite too. That home and away. What would you say is your saddest moment? You almost cried as a Chivas fan. Dude, that. Pachuca semifinal when uh, it was supposedly Calero scored with his hat but it looked like it was oh, yeah. someone else 
that, I remember that. Muscat, that, that, maybe? that crushed me, dude. I went into a deep depression after that one. Yeah, that was that was bad. That's when we had like a depleted squad too, right? Everybody went yeah. to the everybody Yeah, everybody went to the had gone to the World, the World Cup. Cup. Yeah. yeah. There was a bunch of youngsters playing, like just playing their heart out, and then they got crushed. All right, I so, guess Lat. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Tomorrow. just uh, I guess who the hard question, like who's your favorite player, favorite Chivas player of all time? Of all time, um, I got Ramon Ramirez as my favorite player of all time. There you go, yeah. my guy right there. I'm surprised you weren't you, you you didn't say losing the final against the Coxsides here. That's that's my saddest moment. Ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it was terrible. You um, guys didn't feel who, the the Pumas lost more. That final, the penalty shootout. That one, that one's the that one that hurt. haunts me. I wasn't like Flaming old enough to remember yeah. the Necaxa one. We're showing our age over here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Geriatric. Yeah, I mean, I was like fifteen. Uh, I had already experienced a lot of heartbreak in soccer. <laughs> I, think the, I, think the, I think the first time I cried for soccer was the 94 World Cup when we lost in penalty kicks to Bulgaria. So I had already had a lot of heartbreak by the time that final came around. So having Stoichkov on those broadcasts... Oh, it fucking irks me, bro. All the time, right? Yeah. All the time. I'm like, I always tell my dad, why is this guy on here? I don't understand. Exactly. I don't understand. He, bring, like, there's, he has no link to the league. No link to anything, just to troll us that they beat yeah. us in yep. the World Cup. Yep. <laughs> you guys who got would any you, other questions? Who would you say is your favorite Chivas Twitter follow? I mean, besides myself, uh, <laughs> d- during games. During games, um, outside of games, I um, I'm gonna shout out to my son uh, at Joshua something. <laughs> uh, Joshua he, something is great. Yeah, he's he's. <laughs> Just the random shit he tweets me and deletes immediately. The <laughs> highlight for sure. I mean, he may not be a real person, but yeah, exactly. He has a dog. Uh, avatar, dog Abby. So he might be a Russian bot. Like who knows? The art- artificial intelligence programmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Advanced, advanced one. <laughs> shout out! Shout out to Josh. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna try to make a trip to Guadalajara sometime this year with Josh. Who said he's down? As long as we get to share a bed, but <laughs> that's just what Josh says. And then he deletes it real quick. <laughs> and during, inside of, in, yeah. during games, during games, damn. I feel like I treat Twitter like a one-way street during matches. You know, just I just shit post the entire game and. Uh, replies during I don't I don't know just say Regal's brother already no, <laughs> <laughs> he is great though he's great so, um, Fern, yeah, how, how long have you had the the straight account on Twitter I've had it since 09 I think and it was a lonely place back then dude yeah it was um yep that's why I, I named the the blog that back then because i was out here by myself like twitter was just, it was all spanish accounts liga mx english was like a, it wasn't even a thing so yeah, it didn't exist nah like it's cool to see it all come together these last couple years though yeah because i i joined twitter in 09 and i feel like 
I think you were like one, maybe like the second or third like Chivas related follow that I had, because it was it was a wasteland like nothing was out there. Yeah, for real. I don't know if you guys, uh, Rigo Flow, you guys feel the same, or I don't know how long you guys been on Twitter. I've been on Twitter since like oh eight oh nine, but I, I mean I really didn't really fuck with like Liga MX Twitter or anything like that. Obviously, I would tweet during the games, but I think it was like around the 2010 World Cup when I really started like following more accounts. But even then, still, it wasn't like I think 2013 and on is when I really started like getting like. I started following more people. Yeah. And look. Mm, I don't know. I, I think I joined Twitter like in 09. And I just slowly started following just random people like Varo, Josh, and everyone. And that's how I just randomly started following people. I, I really don't know when I started following Stray or whatnot. But yeah, but I, I just started off with a, with a small few people, maybe four or five. And now, like, I probably follow, like, 50 or so Liga MX, Mexican soccer-related people. Yep. I used, to, I used to just hang out in black Twitter all the time. Same. <laughs> that was like still, I, I still do. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> they, sh- they show me more love on my tweets than Mexican Twitter. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stray. So I think the, the main question everybody wants to know is, how offended were you? When you receive shot glasses as a secret Santa gift, first of all, well, there's no need to be offended, all right? I mean, there was there was a gift, all right? It's a thought that counts, all right? The, the shot seven, glasses, seven dollar gift. I love them; they're great. I sleep with them every night. Like, <laughs> it's awesome. I'm, I'm yeah, like, no, no offense taken. Like, I know the wording of the budget was confusing. It confused a lot of people. Everybody so. was confused. Exactly. It was crazy. Oh. It was crazy. It was, it was... I think only Rigo was confused. No, everybody was <laughs> confused. Only Rigo was confused. Everybody no, y'all bought your, y'all nice bought your gifts late and then saw what everybody was getting <laughs> and then you were like, oh, now I gotta step my gift game up. Rigo, Rigo probably blamed it on his personal assistant that he can't spend more than $7 on a gift. <laughs> I should have had him buy it. <laughs> I think... Um, we're gonna blame Raul for all this, so for sure we can we can move forward from the shot glasses. Thank you, Flo. <laughs> nobody nobody wants to hear about that. No, no, I'll, I'll bring it up next episode. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I had, I had a question. How did the whole shirt empire start? Like empire? Empire. Uh, my dad's wearing them. My my abuelo in Mexico's wearing them. I think I, I, think I saw wearing Drake them. wearing them. Yeah, Drake had one. <laughs> It was just because uh, I've always had my little goat logo that I made, and uh-huh. uh, as just as things were happening, I was adding like a medal to it for like winning the Copa. And then when they won the doblete, I was like, sure, I'll just add another medal on the other side, and and uh, people liked it. And um, I think it was uh, Fo on Twitter who who told me uh, make a shirt and I'll buy it. So all I needed was one person to tell me that, and I went on and. And found some site that does on-demand printing, and that was that. And now I'm living in a in a mansion, and <laughs> Calabasas. In Calabasas, and it's, it's been great so far. How do you, how do your neighbors feel about having a cholo and living next door? It's <laughs> <laughs> they they. It's kind of like when you're a sex offender and you move somewhere, and you have to let them know. <laughs> yeah, let everybody know in the neighborhood. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta let them know that the lowrider's gonna pass by. We uh, play summer nights this summer, like on a loop. So yeah, they have to be aware of it, and they get used to it. They come over for barbecues. That's cool. Yeah, it's nice. Well, I think uh, we we we're, we're done giving Fern the third degree, and we can uh, move to discussing Chivas because what this podcast is about. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So on Saturday we got our first win of the season. Uh, much needed three points, three one to Nekaxa. Um, I don't know where you guys want to start. Start uh, talking about trophies, as always. I mean, we can. I thought the beginning of the game. I actually rewatched it yesterday. I thought I thought the game had a lot of back and forth. I thought it seemed like the first fifteen twenty minutes was all Chivas, and then the the last fifteen twenty minutes of the of the half. Was kind of like Nikaxa taking like taking over the over the, the half. Um, obviously, that goal the goal you know the play by Trophies was amazing like always. Um, and you know the the pass was really accurate to Cisneros. Just you know it just happened he had a defender in front of him and then Pulido was right there. Which um, I guess we should talk about that the lineup. I mean he started Ronaldo Cisneros. Yeah, um, he's or been do- Rolando he- as they were calling him on the telecast for a couple <laughs> times. Rolando de Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, I guess that's something that's something we've been talking about in the podcast for a long time. How Pulido should be playing with another striker because he's always leaving the box, and you know it leaves the the you know in front of the net you know by itself. Nobody nobody's ever there. Uh, so I made the final listen to the podcast and. <laughs> He decided to play more of a of a almost like a four four two with uh, uh, Orbelin and Pizarro in the middle, kind of like staggered a little bit, but more centralized. And then Chofis and Cisneros on the sides, and then uh, Rolando and uh, <laughs> and uh, and Pulido up top, kind of staggered as well a little bit. Um, so I thought that I thought that that definitely helped in. in in the in in the victory, because it was evident in some of the goals, um, because when Trophies makes that play and he and he passes it to to Ronaldo, who's making the run in, he, you know he wasn't able to score, but Pulido was right behind him, scores the goal. Um, in the Ronaldo goal, same thing. Like the kid is basically in front of the net by himself when P- when Pizarro makes that play, and that's what you want because normally Pulido wouldn't be there. Um. I think when you look at the lineup, obviously we're still we're still very deficient on defense. As long as as long as Lanis is not playing, and as long as Sarcido is is, uh, is playing and, and Jaid is injured, like we're gonna we're gonna struggle mightily. Like it's just gonna be bad. I don't know what what your guys thoughts. What do you guys think of uh, uh, Orbelin at CDM? I liked it. I thought that yeah. it provided a little bit more more like. Masa, like they say, Masalida, like he's he, you know he's been able to make the deeper runs. Yeah, and um, and he has a lot of he has a lot of uh, uh, he covers a lot of space, so he's able to drop all the way back. Yeah, that's what I think I liked and what I noticed the most is that he was able to help our terrible back line a lot. I saw him dropping down, and he was even with the center backs or dropping back even further, lots of times to try to be that last man. And then I don't think we really saw that in the past. 
So I think he put a he was he was really really dropping back this game as that's what I noticed the most. Yeah, he was covering a lot of ground, but I think the biggest thing with him is he still makes like some really poor decisions with the ball. I don't know if you noticed uh, right before the Necaxa's first goal at the end of the half. The reason the ball's in that zone is because he gives up a pass and tries to take on like three guys instead of just going for the safe pass. But that's that's the only thing I see as a negative with him. He does he'll take on guys, he'll make those deep runs, but when it comes to making uh, a safer pass, he opts to 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 give it to someone who's either covered already or just into or give up like a fifty fifty ball or something. So, part of, so he's part like of that, me. Part, I would say so. He's like me on pro clubs, basically. <laughs> <laughs> part of that could be getting used to, you know, playing in, in, in that in that in that deep that deep on the field. Right. He's he's not he's not he normally doesn't play there, so it could be that it could be that you know he's used to playing you know on a certain side of the pitch or you know on a certain part of the field and you know where you can kind of make that mistake and it's not as costly. Yeah. And now he's playing further, you know, he's playing deeper on, on, on the field and, you know, something like that is just, you can't do it. Right. Um, but I think as he plays there more, I think he'll get more comfortable and he'll realize, you know, that you that those are the kind of mistakes you can't make. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, the defense, I've never seen guys more uncomfortable with the with the ball at their feet. Like, it's... It's crazy how a little bit of pressure causes them to just punt the ball forward and lose possession or make a bad pass like Salcido always does. That, I think, resulted in those like 20-something minutes of Necaxa just on top of Chivas because they, they couldn't build from the back. <coughs> and yeah, I think they, that's going to be... The, go ahead, go ahead yeah, Marl. Yeah. The, the press was like a concerning thing, and I think it goes back to last season too. Like If the team pressed Chivas high... The you know they can't play the ball out, and I think that's our back line does look very they look bad. Salcido yeah. looked bad. Marin looks like terrible. He looks like he doesn't belong out there. Yep. And that I think that also affects um how you guys were talking about Orbelin Pineda. I think that also affects like his ability to play the ball out. If you're getting these crappy passes, sometimes you don't have the time to set up and look around. You got you kind of just have to get the ball and go. So if the back line, the back line has to do their part too to help out Orbelin and or whoever whoever's gonna play at CDM. Yeah, I think I think it's it's concerning if we don't get not that Jaid is like an amazing player with the ball or Alanis, but they're better. And because I think it's gonna be concerning once we once we hit like mid season and we're playing against better teams. Like we played Nicaxa this week and they hadn't scored a goal all season until they played us. But we have like Monterrey who hasn't been playing well, but it's still a team with a lot of talent. And you know they're going to come and they're going to pressure us high, uh, so I think that's going to be that's going to be an issue uh, moving forward if we don't have the right guys back there. What do you guys think? Supposedly Michael Perez is coming back. Do you guys do you stick with Orbelin or do you do you bring Michael Perez back? No, you bring you bring Perez back because he gives you that. Just he covers so much space. He's better defensively, and he still offers that uh, ability to to go forward. So who do you sit? See, I'm scared that they'll deviate from the the two people, uh, Pulido and Cisneros up top. If they if they want to plug in like, Michael Perez, want to plug in Perez, yeah, because you're not gonna bench. I mean, you would have to bench Pineda. No, I think you'd bench. 
I think you, I think you bench um, Carlos Cisneros. You put and you put Pizarro on that side. You kind of, you kind of lose a little bit of his creativity in the middle, but at the same time, I mean, to me, Polito drops in right there, and and Pizarro has proven that he can play on that left wing, yeah, that's left true. midfielder. I mean, that's who that's who I would sit. And Cisneros has been a little disappointing too. Yeah, he has um, become a little one dimensional. I, I tweeted it on Saturday. I was like, this guy is kind of looking like like Fierro, but yeah, he used to have this right? ability to <laughs> to cut inside and and take a shot. But I think defenders are already aware that that's what he knows how to do. So they they force him outside, and he, his left foot just isn't there for good crosses yet. So I'm surprised he hasn't put in Brizuela there. Like, why not? Like, why? I mean, as of right now, why hasn't? Why I'm surprised he hasn't played him there. At that position, seeing that Cisneros isn't really working that well. Yeah, we took we talked about them on the last pod, remember? And um, yeah, I want I want I think it might be at the point where Brizuela's worth a look. I mean, you gotta have you gotta make these uh, you gotta motivate these players, and if they think they're not gonna get benched, they tend to slack off. So I think um, Brizuela would be a good option at left wing. Yeah, Brizuela, or I mean, like I said, if, he, if he's going to plug in Mike Michael Perez this week, then I would put Pizarro over there and put Pineda in, in the middle with, with Michael Perez and, uh, you know, drop and drop Pulido back, almost like a center attacking midfielder, like a nine and a half or a false nine. Yeah, well, that, yeah, same role that he played the other day. Saturday, yeah. yeah. What do you guys yeah. think of the team's? Like second half, like normally we've this season we've had, you know, we went from not being able to score in the first half, we score in the first half finally, and then we get blown out in the second half the other week, and this week the team's able to turn it around. Like, do you think it's it has to do with our opponent, or do you think like, you know, Almeida like has finally lit a fire under these guys? I, I think it was the opponent. Um, mm-hmm. After Chivas gets that second goal, they could have tied it. Almost immediately when um, after they subbed in Bernal into the CDM role, he he didn't drop back and cover his man, and that's the dude who who almost scored. So and yeah, they had Cota a ton had, of chances had a big after game. that. Cota had a big game. Uh, Marin saved one by throwing his body at it. Like is I think it was more that we were playing at Gaxa than the team's functioning. I mean, I think it's. I think, you know, it, that helps. That that helps the team's morale moving forward. Oh, for sure. Um, Nagaxa was a great slump buster. That's for sure. Yeah. So that, that helps the team move forward. I think Kota um, having a good game also helps him because I feel like he's had since last season. He's had a lot of of like bad games and stuff like that. Um. So I, I mean, I think all that helps. Well, going back to the. Like us getting blown out in the second halves, I think if you go if you look at back at our last two games against Toluca and Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul took advantage of the opportunity they had in the second half, and we lost three one. And then Toluca had a bunch in the second half, but they just couldn't hit the target, and we kind of got lucky. And I think the same thing happened on Saturday. Necaxa just couldn't couldn't finish them, so I think it's still like, it's still an ongoing problem, man. It it has to do with like our backline. Our backline sucks. 
I mean, yeah. I think it's. I, I think th- this has been a problem during the during the whole Almeida era. Has been we don't score enough. And yeah, but I think at, like this is like the weakest our backline has had been. Oh yeah, definitely. In the Almeida definitely. era, so that's like. And and we have we have you know well not weak backlines but we we are susceptible to attack because of our style of play. Um, but I think like if you remember the season that we won the championship in. Like there was a lot of stuff where it would be like you know any other game we would have lost or we would have drawn, but like the like every they were, everything fell in our in our favor. And then last season it was the other way around. Last season it was like normally we, we would have won that game, but things didn't fall the way they should have, and now we lost like a one zero or two one. And I think this season has been a little bit of both so far. It's been you know the the, the Cruz Azul game where they just took advantage of our you know ultra attack scored their goals and now this game we got some lucky bounces with the with like the header that uh that uh off of Adis's free kick and things are you know have have in this game fell in our direct in our favor but i think this week's upcoming game is a, is a huge game for for the team yeah that Monterrey game is going to be i think that's one of the teams that can overpower us on attacking Especially the way we play, and we saw it last season. Blew us up. What was it? Yeah. Four, four one. Four one. Four yeah. one. Yeah, they just—they're like they're a machine, but they just—they—they they, uh, what they—they they draw They drew against Cholos, zero zero on Saturday. But they but missed, they could have won. They missed a couple of yeah, and they missed a and they, they missed a penalty. Missed a penalty. The they could have won. Yeah. So what we have to do is we have to get them to take penalty kicks. <laughs> against us and then they'll miss but we have Cota what I say about Cota <laughs> come on I don't know if he he can block a penalty he just <laughs> I mean and also, is there nobody else on the team that can take free kicks for us oh, oh my god yeah, oh my god annoying. is there no one in practice that hits a damn free kick well I'm, I'm, some I'm, of those I... were, some of those were like for the left for the our left footer so I'm like why isn't Chofi taking these mm-hmm. I'm almost positive that like Cisneros, Carlos Cisneros, Pulido, Pizarro can all take free kicks. I don't, I, I don't understand. I almost just want Alanis like, like a power play, like because he's the captain. He's like, I'm shooting it. No, because Alanis, used to take him. Which I don't really like him taking him either. I mean, yeah, he scored one, but um, I mean, I think I, I tweeted. I think, I think I tweeted out when somebody sent me a link of Salcido scoring a free kick goal. Because I just I've never seen it before, and he keeps doing it. I think he's only made like remember uh, Flo when we did the the top five players that went to Europe, and there was a highlight of a, a long shot uh, that Salcedo made. Yeah, I think that's like, like the only one... the only long shot he's ever made. I don't know why he keeps taking them. Uh, the last long shot I saw him make was in the Supercopa, I think. Oh, the, the I, all I think, right. I, I only saw I think... him do it with a PSV. And that video is on YouTube, like in 240p. So. Yeah. yeah. So you're not really sure of Exactly. Like. Yeah, you can't. You can't confirm that. <laughs> but yes, we definitely need somebody else taking free kicks. Whether it's you know Pizarro or Chofis or yeah, somebody. Kind of, Even yeah. Pulido has taken them before. I don't know why. Like why it's exclusively Salcido now. It makes no sense. And he can't even run back. Like if he it deflects off the wall. He's just stuck there. 
we have zero speed in that back line. It's just it's yeah. A lot of big attacks happen because of blown um, coverage. Like that. Coverage. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I mean we're susceptible to counterattacks because of our attacking style. We're susceptible to, uh, to speed. Um, just speed. Just speed. Yeah, yeah, speed. You saw Necaxa like triangulating their passes and just getting through us. Like they look like cones out there. <laughs> <laughs> what about um Marin on that uh the Necaxa goal? He got put in a blender. Oh my god! Like I I was on we were on Twitter and we were we were criticizing I think Marin and somebody said um. Like it wasn't all on him. I was like, "What? What are you guys talking about?" <laughs> he got put in the blender. The guy walked in and had an I mean, hour to send in the cross. Like he did, and then and then Sarcido behind. Like Sarcido doesn't like realize where he's at. Yeah, Sarcido's so bad in the air and just marking in general. It's crazy. But the fact that you gave that player so much time because you just got stuck. He let him turn around. Yeah, yeah. he spun him. He left him there. And then uh, he almost gives up the the tying goal when he misjudges a ball, uh, and that's one that's one thing he's supposed to be good at is in the air, and he just he whiffed, and the guy brought it down. But luckily, Cota was there. Yeah, I don't I I don't like Marin. I don't know, I don't know how he got a call up to the the Gold Cup, and I'm mad he scored it's a goal. It's just Osorio trolling for sure. <laughs> and he scored a goal. I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> so Osorio just picking dudes off our bench. <laughs> Who's not playing? Okay, I'll I'll take him. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to touch on this game before we move on? Oh, um, Cisneros. I think uh, a lot of people thought he had a pr- pretty good game with his movement off the ball. Yeah, his movement was the biggest thing that I noticed. Speaking I mean, of that, so um, Cisneros had uh, Ronaldo, yeah, Ronaldo, and uh, the kid that came in at the end. Um, I saw him make a couple runs at Pizarro. Couldn't find him or. The pass was too long. That would have been like the fourth goal, probably. Oh, uh, Godinez. Godinez. Yeah. He showed some. Godinez came on for Pulido. I believe so. Godinez. Um, let me see. He had some good runs. He was no, finding he came space. On, he came on for Ronaldo. Ah. Because remember, Pulido went out injured. And Cisneros had just gotten like his heel stepped on or something, so they're like, nah, take him out. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, like, rolled his ankle, right? Yeah. Something like that? He got stepped on, yeah. Yeah. Brizuela came in for Pulido. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we, the game ends, and we we have two injuries, so that's not good. Yeah. Uh, Pulido and, and Chofis, I haven't really heard anything. Um, The only one that I've seen that's day-to-day is Yair Pereira still, because... Apparently he's made of paper mache. <laughs> well, he needs I mean, more kinesio tape, bro. He needs more KT tape. You know, I, 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 I think, I think the problem with with them is just they don't like they don't take the time to recover. I don't know. Like, I mean, that like that's just be my. That's assessment. been a big issue with Almeida. They like you know how he's like anti-surgery and all that. Yeah, he just I just feel like he just lets guys go out there and play whether they're hurt or not. But I think like, finally it seems like they're taking a more sane approach and just resting them when they need to. I mean, the problem is like we don't have defenders to rest, exactly. and they're not they're, and they're not playing Alanis. Uh, I do think Alanis starts this week. Me too. I think I think, I think they start messing around. I think he finally comes back. Politics and and um, we'll see what he does. Because I mean, last season he wasn't great. He wasn't. He wasn't. He was really bad defending. 
a lot of goals were scored because guys would just get right by him. He was he was misreading balls, so. And maybe he'll be like all hyped up because he's going to go to Europe in the summer or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure he's going to be he's, I'm sure he's going to be on the call up list for the national team for this game no next week. No doubt. Um. So. We shall see. What do you guys uh, What do you guys think for Monterrey? Uh, I don't know. That's a toss up, man. I think Monterrey Monterrey style like is our kryptonite. So we, we we've have, scored more know. goals than Monterrey this season. Yeah, but we just Monterrey's only three. Monterrey's only scored three goals, and we scored five. Yeah, but they haven't played us. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, games against Monterrey aren't exactly full tilt for Monterrey. Like we've we've competed with them with the same. Oh no, yeah, for amazing. Sure. I mean, of the last five of the last five times we've played, they've only beat us once, and yeah. we've we've beat them three times and we've tied once. Yeah, last that last blowout was an anomaly. Yeah. When they so for the us, that for, was the game that that we were up like two two zero and the ref ruined and we got it, yeah. a bunch of red cards yeah, and they the barely tied it. it. So yeah, I mean yeah, we could go, we can go like punch for punch with them. Yeah, I mean it just during depends the... what, who's healthy in the back line. Yeah, and well, like you guys said, I think Alanis is a. I think Alanis starts. I don't think Pereira's mm. a, a go for this game. No, I don't think so. Either. What I read, I think he got like he got touched up again, something like uh, that. He's he's helpful. I, I think we'll probably get Salcido though and Alanis back there. Yeah. Which so, is Polito playing for sure? They have... um, yeah, I think uh, he didn't train today because he had a like a personal issue, but I think they said he's uh, he'll be available for the game against Monterrey. Okay. Which is good because I. What was it that he injured again? It looked like a hamstring issue again, and that's been his issue for a while too. Um, I'm not sure what he injured. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to go through these Twitter accounts see if anybody has anything on him. Yeah, he came off at halftime, right? Yeah. Yeah, because before it looked he pulled. It looked like he pulled something. Yeah, and that's. I think everybody thought it was really bad because you know, you go into the half. And then he does, just doesn't come out. Everybody thought it was, you know, he probably re-aggravated something. I mean, it's good that they took precautions and just said screw it and took him out of the game. Not, yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see, more. can't see anything. I don't see anything on Twitter about it. But I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive he's gonna start. They haven't, they, they haven't really talked about it, so he probably will start. Yeah, I saw a tweet from uh, Victor underscore Deportes. Uh, he works for Televisa Deportes. I hate that so. guy. He's the worst. <laughs> yeah, so he just said uh, Pereira got touched up again. He's a doubt. He's doubtful for the game. And Pulido, he he trained like separately, but he's he's available for the game. Oh yeah, just I see it right now. Yeah. Do you not like his uh, bleached <laughs> platinum hair? Yeah, the platinum hair bothers me. <laughs> Is he one of those leaders that remind you guys? No, he's not. Uh, I was watching the um, the replay of the game on on YouTube. I found like somebody put the whole game on there, and and he's like their sideline reporter, uh-huh. and he's terrible. <laughs> he just drops like these terrible rumors during the game that you would find like on one of those 
uh, terrible Twitter. I mean, account. nothing is worse. Nothing is worse than a whole simulcast of trophies losing Diaz kilos. <laughs> oh yeah! If, in case you guys didn't know, he trained with Canelo's trainer this season. Like we haven't heard that story. Oh my god! I actually, like, I actually didn't know that until they brought it up. But then when they said it like forty times, I was like, "All right, it's like all right, come on." <laughs> See, I don't even think that works because Canelo has terrible footwork. So <laughs> how do you? I, he I does. They meant, they meant in, t- in terms of fitness, not not footwork. <laughs> he does have terrible footwork, though. He likes feet for bricks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm surprised, um, surprised Logan Spaz out there. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm a huge Canelo fan, you know, but it's called. I don't, I don't believe you. Dude, I, I think he's a big Tito Trinidad fan, to be honest. Oh, oh my god. That's probably that's that is probably like in boxing like the like like the saddest moment of my life. <laughs> when when De La Hoya lost that fight. They robbed him. Terrible. Anyways, this is a soccer podcast. <laughs> Let's move on. So, do you guys have predictions for the game? Um I don't know. I got I got the last one right with that they scored three goals. They didn't keep a clean sheet. They didn't. It was three. You got three I zero. Three, three one. They got three goals, closer. but they didn't keep the clean sheet. <laughs> Nobody had faith when I said three goals. Everybody's like, "Ah, oh, okay." I didn't believe myself either, but it's all right. How did they say it? Yahweh? <laughs> <laughs> they say Yahweh. <laughs> Yahweh. <laughs> so, what's the grand prediction this week, Varo? Uh, I, don't, I, I think I'm going one one. Hope we can keep them in check and hope we can. I don't know. I think we go punch for punch, but I think I'll take a one one, even though it's at home. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with two one. Us, not them. I know it was a little bit uh, ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two two to one for me too. I don't think we can ever keep a clean sheet. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go two-two. Just that that back line just scares me. So let's say let's say we draw, right? We finish the month with five points. I think that's not bad, considering all the injuries, the Alanis drama, heading into the second month. We're probably you know like right outside of like Ligia territory. That's too sensible, dude. You should be be like saying hashtag for Almeida. <laughs> <laughs> bring in foreigners. It's time. Bring in foreigners. You bring in who, who other? Mm. What other? Bruce Arena national team can you bring in? You Bruce Arena and Brian McBride and Kobe Jones. All the all the team USA. I mean, they already wear stripes, so. And Alexi Lalas is your GM. <laughs> no, because I was fucking. Oh, oh, throw him at center back. Throw him at center back. <laughs> throw him center backs. <laughs> him, him and Massa Rodriguez in the back. Oh, oh my god! Man. No, Hector Reynoso. <laughs> Two bad haircuts. <laughs> Alright, so we have all our, all our predictions for. Uh, what do we got? Two to one. Game. Two to one. Two to two, and, and one, one. one one one. Oh, this, this, this isn't really this isn't a, a biased podcast. You think nah, not even a little bit. Yeah, we're 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 pretty re- pretty realistic here. <laughs> so I guess now we can uh, move towards Twitter questions because we have like a shitload of Twitter questions this, this week. Because 
Fern is on, so. Yeah. All his fans. Yeah, man. All, all the ratings. We're gonna get a huge rating. <laughs> yeah, this week. Well, this is gonna be a, a huge week it, to listen. Let me tell you. It's really gonna be sponsored by Whataburger next time. <laughs> I've never had Whataburger. Is is that good? I mean, it's gotta it's be better. Than I've out. never had it, but I know it's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's almost as bad as In and Out. In and Out is trash. How do I hang up this call? <laughs> yeah. The only thing worse than In and Out is Shake Shack. Shake Shack is trash. Shake Shack is trash. Whataburger is good, man. Whataburger is good. I'll tell you who we should have the podcast sponsored by. Fern's wife's uh, <laughs> Mickey Mouse concha. Mickey, oh, dude. Hey, yeah. <laughs> shout out to my wife's uh, mouse ears. Those yeah. are those are. When when does she have another sale? Because those are fire. I'm, I'm about to buy some for myself. Yeah, I clicked on the <laughs> website and there's nowhere to buy. <laughs> I swear I clicked on the website and I was like, oh, I'm about to buy some, and I didn't never find it. I think, I think the other question everybody wants to know: Are they edible? They are not edible. You can try, but there's no nutritional value to them. It's just okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a I'm a seller to make some more so that when you click the link, it doesn't say they're sold out forever. So you should definitely. I mean, I'm sure it's time consuming, but they're 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 pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna see Selena Gomez wearing them soon. <laughs> Yo, that'd be a great. That'd be a big plug. Yo, Selena Gomez wearing the 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 conchas with the doblete shirt. I'll really get a uh, oh, man. Oh yeah, I definitely being Calabasas. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll call her. I'll make it happen. <laughs> Living next to Kanye. <laughs> Have you found the Twitter questions? I'm like scrolling back. There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot. Like heading back to the game. Yeah, because I tweeted out right after the game, and then I tweeted out earlier again. We should like put them on a spreadsheet moving forward or something. We should. This is such a Mickey Mouse operation. <laughs> <laughs> we brought it full circle. Um. All right, so I got Close. I got to the beginning. Let's see. Somebody said it's a S. Colin eighteen trophies para el mundial, el Messi mexicano. I think everybody no here doubt. agrees. <laughs> no, I think I think that's my uh, my parody account. S. Colin eighteen. <laughs> it's not Yo. a Messi mexicano. Yo, Messi's the Argentinian trophies, right? Yeah, exactly. By the way, Samuel, some, some Colin, you look very happy at Disney Disneyland, right? In your Abbey. <laughs> so, yes, he should be going to the World Cup. I really hope he gets called up for this game that's coming up. Although, I think he is. Although, think... when Osorio takes our players, he returns them broken. So I think that's every national team coach. Like Pineda. Pineda never. Still recovering. Pizarro took a while, but he's back. I mean, Pulido, prime example. Oh, right. They just broke him completely. Man. Um, Kiko um, with a B. I'm not sure if he's part of the Bayhive. <laughs> um, F. Magana 12 is his, is his Twitter handle. When is Almeida going to stop kidding himself and put Alanis back in the lineup? Well, I think we all uh, I think we all think it's going to happen this week. Yeah. Right. 
It should happen so, this week, yeah. Um, R. Pizarro 20. Why is Basulto still at the club? Because hmm. <laughs> there's a lack of defenders on this club, that's why. We can't sign anybody. I mean, is he ever going to play again? I think he plays for free. <laughs> he's old, he's really, he he's really young too, right? Yeah, yeah, he's like 19. So. Yeah, he's young. I just, I just think he's old because they call him El Abuelo. Like, El Abuelo, yeah. Oh, yeah just so assume I. he's like 46. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, lack of lack of center backs, lack of defenders. We got to... Yeah, we... we need bodies. Yeah, Especially sure if we're going to play this. This was all like center backs. <laughs> I mean, I, I heard that they wanted Ecuador Moreno. And that they tried to go for him, and he said no. Um, I don't know why he's over there not playing. Uh, Iram Mir was another one. Iram Mir or Cesar Montes? Iram Mir. Iram Mir, I think. Well, I think it was both of them, right? Cesar Montes, too. Yeah, and I think he wanted to keep hope for him. Because since they made the, what was it, the Copa Max final, we had like extra days to negotiate with them, but nothing came of it. I think I think part of it was the fact that Alanis didn't want to go because I I heard there was inquiries from Monterrey about him. Oh yeah, man, that whole thing's just a mess. Yeah. Uh, okay, El Toti Mexicano, Kansas City in '87. Going to assume he was born in 1987. <laughs> um, Almeida tried something new today. He kept tucking his outside backs inside to help defend and would then push his, it's, it says, it looks like motherfuckers, but he meant midfielders <laughs> out wide as the CBs marked forward, very unorthodox and left, left average CBs in one B one situations versus their attackers. And that's how the goal happened. What's Almeida's inspiration or thought process with this. He's trying to do the pep, but it's not working. We really miss El Gallito and even Alanis back yesterday. That was that was 140 characters. <laughs> that was that was that was 370. Top. It was actually two tweets. <laughs> Broke it into two, <laughs> tweets. two tweets. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to process this whole thing because he throws me off when he says when he says mother efforts. Um, <laughs> kept tucking the outside backs inside to help defend. And would then push his midfielders out wide as the CBs marked forward. I don't think that's unorthodox. I think that's part of the fluidity of his style. I mean, he has he's using a different formation now. But even when he uses the four three three, in the like when he pushes his fullbacks up, the center defensive mid drops back into into almost like a center back role, and you're playing with like three center backs. Mm-hmm. While the while the other while the fullbacks push up, so it's almost like a three five two yeah. or something like that. I think the issue became when uh, Pineda would get caught up high, and everybody had to race back after like a lost possession when everyone was was up high. Um, but I did see what he meant. Uh, Cisneros was kind of pinned to the sideline. Trophies was too, and uh, Aris was kind of like inside instead of overlapping Cisneros on a lot of runs. But it, it did create problems, especially on counters. But I think yeah, it's just it's just it's just Almeida 
risking it all. I mean, I think it, what also factors into it is our, our lack of depth that we don't we don't have the proper guys out there. So he has to kind of make these tactical adjustments yeah. to to you know make the team work. Thank you for your question, Kansas City. Um, all right, the rest. I'm going to jump up to to the next one from uh, at Despadre. He said, uh, he says, I feel like I'm living in that Twilight Zone episode on the plane with the monster on the wing. I always think Kota is on the verge of shaming Chivas and his lineage with a fucked up fracaso, but when I get on Twitter, everybody thinks he's fine. But I think on the podcast, we've done a good job of calling out Kota when, when he messes up, but also like give him credit when he does play well. Yeah, he had a few moments in his Nakaksa game where like he he went out uh, ch- fishing, trying to get to the edge of the box, and when he crossed it in, the dude uh, headed it over the bar instead of that could have been a goal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we 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 judge him accordingly on this podcast. Not perfect for sure, and his PK. No, he's definitely off. not. I mean, I think we had accepted that he was leaving, so yeah, I was ready for Wachoki Menace already. Yeah, I definitely yeah, I'm, I'm ready for him to win that. Tonyo's not going to win anything, bro. <laughs> not with his attitude. Nah, he's got sushi places to run. He's not worried about trying to play. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> I think I saw that on Instagram. <laughs> uh, right, next uh... question. Gio, at GeoVaz86. He said, uh, how many free kicks is, uh, is Salcido going to need to score a goal? At this 206. He's never going to score. <laughs> so 206, that's, what, like, 550 years? <laughs> I mean, uh, he'd maybe, be like... Maybe if it's like with the the plastic it's That's, the plastic that's two games and against... An, an that's two net. games against Ambuesa. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, if, like, you know, in FIFA where you can practice your free kicks, they put up those uh, yellow mannequins. That's probably maybe, what we're not maybe, seeing is that he's doing that in practice. He has to be doing that in practice. Does, yeah. And maybe he makes them there. Maybe, or maybe he does it on FIFA and then <laughs> Almeida thinks that that translates to the game. <laughs> I don't know. Free kicks are hard this year, so probably not. <laughs> Sir Bajena, how many more game, good games before Trophies gets L3 call-up conversations? I mean... Should have been called up since yeah, so last zero. year. So yeah, he should be. He's. He, I, I'm almost 100 percent positive he's gonna get called up. Will he play? I don't yeah. know. The the rosters come out on Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday. The full roster. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, I remember, think I think he'll be on there. Uh, remember, Chelsea was gonna get called up to the Gold Cup, but he had that that uh that hernia or whatever in his abdomen. Yeah. That kept him out of it. So. I mean, I thought he looked at him, but is Henry Martin for sure on this roster? That's what they're saying. I actually wouldn't mind him there. I mean, if he gets the call up, Trophies needs to get a call up. Yeah. Otherwise, we write <laughs> a stern article to <laughs> a sternly written email. <laughs> That's actually one of my most popular articles that I've ever written. Was An the open letter, letter to, to Osorio? Osorio. Wow. Yeah. 
people felt that mm-hmm. on a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can write. This next question is uh, is a good one. Mm-hmm. From Farm Boy, Three Wise, Damian. So Stray Goat says intimate questions about Chivas only. So Mr. Goat President, I ask you, <laughs> Almeida, Pulido, Chapito Sanchez, kill one, marry one, and well, you know the last part. <laughs> Fuck one. What are my options again? Almeida, Pulido, and Chapito. Almeida, Pulido, and Chapito. You marry, you marry Mati because he's loyal. You, uh... Oh, shit. Pulido, mm. right? He's a boy toy. <laughs> and unfortunately, you kill Chapel. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, farm boy. There it is. Late you marry Almeida, fuck Pulido, and kill Chapel. <laughs> and these are a lot of questions. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Let's see. Well, there's a. Uh... Those are just comments. Comments. Uh, oh well this wasn't really a question for us but Tom Harrison oh yes put up um, Pizarro's heat map against Nakaxa and Pizarro basically was all over the map and he asked incredible work rate or lack of positional discipline I'm actually offended by the last part of that question I am too <laughs> I don't know I think Tom does not like, does not like Pizarro We've, we've, we've been beefing since last season. <laughs> I think Tom and the soccer nerds account better watch their back. I got I know Cholos now, so you know his hands whenever we see him. For real, I'm gonna roll up I think in our six four. I think it's a credible work rate. I think I'm. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not saying this because I'm a Chivas fan, but I think Bizarro is the best Mexican midfielder we have right now. Like over Guardado and Hector Herrera and. Jonathan and all, and all those guys in Europe. I think, I think, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a midfield of Pizarro and and Guardado, like in the World Cup. Yeah, I think I feel like Pizarro brings the, like, the most versatility to the midfield of any of the midfielders that we have. So I think it's incredible work rate. Yeah, and as for the heat map, like it's amazing that he was able to cover that much ground. But ideally, that's not what I want him doing. That no. just tells you how crazy. Like, disorganize really the game was I guess because you don't want him doing that game to game well yeah if he, I mean if he's, he was he, if he's doing all that every game it's going to lead to burnout down the season so I think um I made has some on has some on there to that if, yeah. if he's asking him to do that I guess it's fine but you also have to monitor you can't just let him run all over the field every game because eventually he's going to get hurt mm-hmm. we can't we can't afford that I think it. I think it has to do with um, the position he was playing, with him being more centralized, right? Yeah. In that in that in that center midfield role, as opposed to he normally plays like an attacking midfielder on the left. So he was given more 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 like free reign to like go all over the field. Maybe. I mean that that could be it. And I'd I'd rather have him in that attacking role, honestly. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, but that's just... Those were the breaks. Let's see. 
Uh, just a lot of uh, a lot of questions. <laughs> just going through these. Kind of, we got a lot of mentions this week. We are. Let's see. Is it time for Almeida to sit his pride aside and put on Nissan? Yeah. We already spoke about we already that. Answer that. Yeah. Uh, Alex Pena loves the podcast. Facts. Um, Trophy stepped it up this season. What happened to the last episode of the podcast? Well, we had some issues with uh, <laughs> copyright infringement. Oh, um, you got a DMCA notice? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Universal. Universal Records, you know. We're such a big podcast that Universal is watching us. Was it the Kanye sample? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. I figured yeah. I think Kanye called. It would have been fine, but I guess not. <laughs> you, would, you, would, you would think Kanye was busy, you know. Yeah. With the birth <laughs> of his son. He had another kid, and like... You're releasing 40,000 colorways of the yeast. He's out here flagging podcasts instead. Come on. (laughs) He'd be busy making overpriced t-shirts, but no. Used t-shirts. Okay. Shorty Vic. Shorty underscore Vic. In case there's a Shorty Vic and he listens as well. Um, When is the stray goat bringing out the Buffalo t-shirt? You can't rush a masterpiece. (laughs) But yeah, no, I don't know. Um, I haven't finished it. It's just sitting on my computer. Um, so that is a possibility then? Let's say uh, fourth quarter 2018. Fourth quarter Just in time for Christmas. Right in time for Secret Santa. Right in time for Secret Santa. It'll have 14 so, karat gold ink. It'll be pre-torn. Um, so, so if it costs $7, Rigo might get it for you. <laughs> Let the record show that I bought two no leather shirts. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, here's Josh. one of one for Josh something. What do you think is the largest contributing factor to Chofis' rise? I think just birth. I think just being, <laughs> being alive. Genes, DNA. Genes. Yeah, I mean you know. A lot of people yeah. say that that he was just conceived by the force <laughs> and that's how he was born like they found him in a river somewhere yeah like in Guadalajara in un rio that's beautiful it's a, it, no it's a great story it's a great story it is um this, this is a good question from Eddie GMF what type of Chivas fan do you consider yourselves i.e. if I were to go to a game in GDL I'd love to be right in the middle of the barra supporting regardless of the score. Or do you do you enjoy, enjoy watching more of the game and the tactics that come along with it? No judgment here. Well, first of, it, first of all, Eddie, I'm not a broke boy, so I'm not going <laughs> to sit with the barra. <laughs> wow. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. White privilege. White privilege. I actually thought his question was more a reference to like I have to I happen to be a real pessimist. Like when it comes to even though I gave a you know, I've been giving, you know, predictions for games that are uh you know, positive ones, but I happen to be more of a pessimist when it comes to games. Or more of a realist. I thought that's what his question meant. But when it comes to watching the game, I'd rather be like midfield, 
the nice comfy chair, being able to, you know, see the tactics, see the ball. That's just me. And that's on a premiere. That's where I want to be. You guys? You guys still there? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like both. I think I've had more fun when I sit in, like, supporter sections. Bro. Mm-hmm. Nah, like uh, <laughs> like the Me- like Mexico games. I've I've gone with like a bunch of ES Army. Those are fun. I when I go to NYC games, I I go to the supporter section. Those are fun. I did I did like a midfield game at NYC, and it was like one of the most boring games I've been to in my life because nobody nobody wanted to do anything. Everyone's just sitting there. It was boring. And it's MLS. Uh. I mean, supporter section's fun, <laughs> but I don't know. I like. I think I. I want to go to be in the supporter section. For sure, I agree with uh, with uh, Varo. I want. I want to be in the the thick of things. I don't want to be. I don't want to sit down the entire time. I mean, me and Flo were we're like we we're planning a trip down there for a game, and we were talking about it too, like like two 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 three weeks ago. And I was telling him like, yeah, man, I don't want to. I don't want like a box seat or anything. I want, I want to be with with everybody, the supporters. I want to be singing. I want to be cheering. Yeah, I think I told Varo. I think I told Varo. I want to get stabbed. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't happen. Failed trip. (laughs) For me, man, I'm I'm old, bro. I'm 34, so I've been there, done that. Sat with the barras, like got covered in whatever powder they throw up in the air during halftime, and showered in beer and whatever else they feel their chest with. So now I'm just looking to, to like like Rio said, just on that premiere and just sit there and watch both sides of the field all nice and comfortable. Have the have the waitress bring us drinks. Exactly. Or d'oeuvres. Like, I don't even, when I'm looking for concerts now, I look for ones, like, venues that have seats. Like, I don't want to go to no festival with a bunch of 19-year-olds. A bunch know? of pores. I get it. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> The movie theaters they got that recline, the seats recline. No, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I just want to feel that. Yes, like enjoy my my zany, you know. <laughs> All right, well there you have it. All right, so you have the light skinned Mexicans of your point of view <laughs> and the darker skinned Mexican point of view. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Osvaldo to go writes, "Why doesn't Stray write on his website anymore? Ignore the fact that my website is down." He says. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know honestly it's just I don't know I've had writer's block for a year I guess that's it outside of that I made I made $10 in Google AdSense last year so that's nice hey, <laughs> hey that's, good. that's good money shout out to lunch right there yeah, there's, there's better you, money in t-shirts that buys you one, yeah, one beer one beer in New York stuff. You Not even heard? a beer. That's like that buys you a beer in New York. <laughs> Not even beer's like twelve dollars here. You live. Nation. You live in like suburban New York. I do live in the suburbs, but still. <laughs> yeah, come on. He's not. He's not poor, Varo. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sorry, I'm sorry, trying to enjoy yeah. the game. All right, I'm trying to enjoy the game. <laughs> okay, we have another question from Farm Boy with three Y's. Any advice to people who'd like to get involved with creating their own sports podcast website? Don't. Don't. <laughs> Listen to ours. 
listen to hours, <laughs> read my articles. That's all you got to do. <laughs> now, nah, I think if you want to do it, you know, there's plenty of ways to do it. I will say if you're going to do a podcast, the market's oversaturated. So you need to look for a particular lane that you're going to be in for podcasting. If you want to write, yeah, you, you have to find, you know, what will something that will work that makes you different. As far as websites, I mean, there's a lot of websites you can write for. Um, the Stray Go website has has no writers right now, so it's true. So <laughs> I pay zero dollars, so it's an exciting okay. opportunity. <laughs> he might, he might, he can, he can't even give you a shirt right now, but you know, you get exposure. <laughs> uh, next question is from faithful listener, brother of the podcast. You already know. <laughs> which one player would improve this team the most if they were playing on the level of Trophies or Pizarro? I think I go with Pineda? Uh, Orbelin, yeah. Pineda. Yeah. And, and form, yeah, and I think Pineda, Pineda leading too. That, leading those charge, charges up, up in the field, making those runs, that's, that's dangerous. Would you trade I'll that to have a, a really good center back? Like, I was going to say, I'll take any center back. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I mean, I'll what, take a, what, I'll take a media. Back, I'll take a media. What center take a back media. do we have that is going to improve? Like if a Yaid or uh, Alanis got hit by a meteor and all of a sudden they're like amazing just to have if that. Yaid turned into maturity. a Sacred Ramos. Yeah. Uh, Alanis is yeah. Jaid. Uh, Anissa's prime level is Matt Hummels. You got to remember. So. <laughs> that, that's peak so Obviously, it's him. Now, here's a question from uh, the owner of this podcast network, the colorful kid. Ter- <laughs> the guy's terrible at doing Sacred Sanders, by the way. But uh, he asks, why are you banned from Disney properties, Stray? Is this true? It involves. Uh... Hot chocolate and public nudity, <laughs> but that's all. I know I they. I know, I know they sell churros in <laughs> Disneyland, so I have an NDA, I don't wanna, so I can't. I don't want to know where the hot chocolate's going. <laughs> <laughs> in Mexico City, they put the churros in the hot chocolate. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you can, you can gather what happened from that. <laughs> All right. Uh, you already know one more time. Should Chivas sign foreign players? I think we would be able to compete with big teams in Europe if we sign Osil on free transfer. Thanks. I'll take the answer off the air. <laughs> <laughs> First time, long time. First time, long time. <laughs> um, no. Thank you very much. Uh, this is from Childish Firmino, Mets fan Lou. I don't know if it's English, but what led to TCKFC forward flow changing his ball hogging tendencies? A little backstory. A little backstory. Flow used to like skill move his way down the field and just like skill wave his score his way off the off the field, like give up. He's goals. the worst kind of Bad. No, man. So these people are jealous. Of, I, I score, I score beautiful goals. Okay, <laughs> then then it is 
fucking sweating across the field, little little pass for the wide open net. I score golazos, and my teammates sometimes are jealous of that, but they they shouldn't be jealous because I set them up for easy goals. I skill my way, and I have like eighteen people on me at the, at one time, and it leaves them wide open for a goal. So they shouldn't be jealous. They're just eighteen, eighteen. Yeah, eight, eighteen. The the, the starting eleven and the bench, they all can't stop me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Rigo's knows. I, I put up like twelve goals. Damn. Listen, oh, listen. We're not gonna talk about that, okay? We're not, talk, we're not gonna talk about my FIFA. First of all, I don't play, okay? Secondly, it was a one-time thing. You don't Maybe play twice. You don't play after Flow Wash, do you? Or you just no. Whenever play. I see Flow, whenever I see <laughs> Flow on, PS4? whenever I see Flow on, I fucking log off. I'm like, fuck. He's gonna ask me to play, and he fucking school me. Turns on yeah. Fortnite. I saw, I saw Stray Goat online the other day. I almost, I almost messaged him, but. You should. You know, I figured if I whipped him too bad, he wouldn't want to come on the podcast anymore. So, <laughs> um, that was actually the last of our questions. All right. All right. Damn. Yeah, that was a lot. What, what a question. Yeah. So you want to wrap it up, Varo? Yeah, let's uh, wrap it up. Um, Stray, you got anything you want to? You can plug whatever you want. Um. Well, you can follow me at uh, at Ted Cruz, and my <laughs> alternate account is at the Stray Goat. So hit me up if you heard this and you're already not following me. But yeah, that's it. All right. You don't have a long list like Rigo. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't have sponsorships and dark money or anything like that. So. You don't do twelve podcasts either. <laughs> <laughs> You know this is just going to lead to more podcasts, right? It's just going to... That's how it happens. Yeah, so that's how it happens. Next thing you know, (laughs) you're on a Mexican soccer show and Cantina MX, and it's going to be on all of them. And Eagle iPod. (laughs) Oh, we might be collaborating with them. Yeah. That's going to be cool. More on that in the future. But, all right, Rigo, plug what you got to plug. I mean, I'm just going to plug myself, because... Uh, just r.a you guys you guys already know you already know what it is just follow me on there twitter instagram snapchat all that all that stuff and then my articles come out every once in a while <laughs> flow follow me at the real flow and follow our pro clubs account at tckfc if you want to see some beautiful golazos <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow me at underscore dos uno if you're not following the podcast account, the podcast account is at Chivas del Norte. Um, one last thing. If you guys listen to the podcast, you like it, give us a give us a rate review on iTunes. Or if you're listening on SoundCloud, drop us, you know, drop drop comments in there. Let us know what you think of the pod, what we can get better at, what you'd like to anything you'd like us to feature, anything any ideas you guys have, just send them our way. If you have any royalty-free music for the intro, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we got. I think we got that covered. Oh, we got week. that covered. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Shout out, shout out if, to Universal uh, Music. <laughs> if Kanye is listening again this week, you know we apologize. Maybe in the future we can use your music. <laughs> Collab. All right, I think that's it. All right, later, All right. guys. Later. Peace. Later.